Debo Samuel has requested a trade from the San Francisco 49ers. What should we make of Debo Samuel's trade demand? Now, Zach, I want to throw this right over to you because the last time we talked about Debo Samuel, you had some strong words for the brother. That was actually an intense debate, and I want to see how you feel now that we went the extra mile, or he, should I say, went the extra mile and has requested a trade. What are your thoughts? Well, Lil, it's funny. I believe I mentioned it on last week's show. I said it's going to be an ugly negotiation, and I think things have officially turned ugly uh, between Debo and the 49ers. But honestly, when I saw the report that came out that he's uh, requested a trade, I wasn't shocked. This is really the new era and the new landscape when it comes to the wide receiver position in the NFL. Obviously, you have guys like Terry McLaurin and A.J. Brown and not D.K. Metcalf, surprisingly enough. It's looking like he's going to report to to camp to start off the offseason, which I found interesting. But uh, when it comes to Debo, uh, it's looking like he really wants to be uh, moved from San Francisco. The 49ers, they're not really giving in to his demands. They're not really uh, ready to give him his money. And once again, I just keep coming back to this. The Debo Samuel I saw last season was no doubt one of the top five to six uh, receivers in the NFL. And the player I saw last season was absolutely worthy of getting paid top 10 wide receiver money. I, I really think if Debo, uh, and uh, if, if I'm the 49ers, I would offer Debo around that 18 to 19, maybe the $20 million range. I, I think that's a fair deal for both sides. Uh, I don't think it's crazy for me to say that I wouldn't be willing to give him $25 million like Devontae Adams getting, like uh, close to what a guy like Tyree Kill is getting. And I understand, like, from Debo's perspective, why he's really going the extra mile with this. You know, he was a second round draft pick. He outshined his contract by a mile so far. He deserves to be making more than three, $3 million. But that's not the 49ers' problem. Honestly, that's the NFL's problem to take care of in the next CBA. If, if they want to make these uh, rookie uh, draft picks get paid sooner. But right now, when it comes to the 49ers, they still have his contract rights for two more years. And I still don't think it makes a whole lot of sense for them to just give him $25 million when he still hasn't shown me he could stay on the field and uh, consistently and play it in at an elite level for 15 games. I, he did that one season. I just want to see him do it one more time. And then next, this time next year, when Debo is approaching that contract year, if he wants the big, big bag, if he could do it again this year, I would have no problem giving it to him. But this negotiation has officially turned ugly. And honestly, if Debo you know, stays firm with this, I'm not playing for any contract uh, less than you know, $22, $23 million. I think that's about the range he wants right now. Like, I don't think the 49ers have to trade him. I don't think they have to do anything right now. If he really wants to sit out for as long as he wants to, uh, to if he really think, thinks that's the best move for him, fine. But if I'm the 49ers, I'm not like making that force me to pay him unnecessary money. So that's what I'm thinking right now. You said you want to see him do it one more time in regards to Debo Samuel. That's what we're talking about here. And I guess we'll see him do it one more time, just not on San Francisco. And I think a lot of that, has to do with them. You see, one of the arguments that you brought up the last show, right, about Debo Samuel being this hybrid wide receiver that plays running back, that play that plays tailback, that plays wide receiver, and you talked about the art of a running back. You know, you ground and pound. The NFL life years is not as long and lucrative as others because of the wear and tear on your body. And there's nothing that you said wrong in that. But if you're Debo Samuel, his natural position is wide receiver. He got called 
for Mr. Cal Shanahan to play tailback. Why? Because my guy Raheem Mostert tore his um, leg up week one, could never stay healthy. That's his problem. Also, when you look at Mitchell, okay, um, he was hurt. Elijah Mitchell, he was out. So they needed a spark. Why did they need a spark? Because Kyle Shanahan's system is one heavy base. So if Mitchell wasn't there and Raheem Mostert wasn't there and you're still trying to figure out what kind of guy you have in Jeff Wilson and you have a quarterback, that's clearly an unproven commodity, even though you can argue otherwise. He got a team to the Super Bowl, but we know his limitations. You needed that running game, which is a big part of your offense. So who did you call? The fastest dude on the football field in Debo Samuel said, listen, I need your help. I need you to take on the load. That's not Debo's fault. Okay, you're going to run me into the ground and, and then use it against me in negotiations? Hell no. I want out. You're not going to sit here and have me playing wide receiver and have me playing running back and then use that against me. Because if I said, no, I ain't want to play running back, you'll say I'm a bad teammate because I, I declined respectfully. No, he wanted to be a good teammate. He wanted to help his team win. That's why he took on the load of tailback and wide receiver. His natural position is wide receiver. That's what he got drafted to be. They called him to do something else. And now they're going to use that against him in negotiations potentially, or people are using that as a metric to not pay him? Nah, no thanks. I'd rather take myself elsewhere where if they're going to use me like that as this hybrid wide receiver, then I'm going to at least get paid or get paid somewhere else and just be my natural position to get paid less. That's basically what it comes down to with him. It's all about respect. You're not going to use my talents and, and, and have me doing more than I'm willing to do and not compensate me for it. A, a, a guy's not going to work overtime at his job and not expect to get paid. If I work overtime, it's because I want that paycheck. So at the end of the day, Debo's working a whole lot of overtime. And if the 49ers don't want to pay up, it's about the respect. And right now, it looks like the 49ers don't have none. So Debo's like, I'm out. I mean, let me ask you this. Like, if you were in Debo's shoes, how, how much money per year would you be pursuing? Because that's what I'm trying to figure out. I think I would want to be dollars a year is a good, is an appropriate for what he's done in the league so far. And, like, par, keep in mind, part of why I would be willing to give him that number is based on what you said, how he's performed on the field, especially last year. But all I keep coming back to is Debo Samuel has been elite in 14 games, which is great. Like, that was great last year. But that's not a lot. I want to see more. 14 games. He's played in 38 games his whole career, and he's been almost ineffective for about 10 to 12 of them. Like, I just want to see a little bit more. And I'm just trying to figure out, like, if the 49ers are offering him, like, 19 to $20 million a year for, like, three, four years, then what does he want? I would say this, because I'm not going to lie. You bought your ammunition. The last topic that I wasn't prepared for, sometimes the debate, on in the huddle starts before the actual air. So I wasn't prepared to have you go contrary here. So now I'm prepared. Zach, I'm glad you asked those questions. Number one, I want to be paid right below the highs, right there with Tyreek Hill or nothing less. The reason why is because even though Tyreek Hill has proved more during the course of his tenure, even though Devontae Adams has proved more during the course of his tenure, guess what? Devontae Adams is not the MVP of his team. That'd be Aaron Rodgers. Tyreek Hill's not the MVP of his team. That'd be Patrick Mahomes. But here on the 49ers, the MVP of this team is Debo Samuel. So things has changed. I don't care about what these guys and fellas did two years ago. I care about what we're doing right now. And right now, I am the MVP of the 49ers. And if you're not going to pay me my money, then I'm out.
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I see where the 49ers are coming from. Like, if they're like they're sold on that 20 million dollar range, and like a coach like Kyle Shanahan, one thing we know for sure, he's not afraid to make the big move. And it's interesting. Like, I, I like the Debo fit a lot in San Francisco. Like, I'm not blaming him for anything, like for his actions at all. But I do think that, like, kind of similar to Tyree Kale in Kansas City, like almost. Uh, Adams and Green Bay too like I do think with Kyle Shanahan and with San Francisco is the best place for him to be utilized as a top-notch football player and it would be interesting to see him somewhere else but I do think like both sides have to realize that and and from that like from that perspective if he is the team MVP then the 49ers should be able to come up with an with a deal that they think both sides are, are appropriate for and it doesn't look like that's happening right now and uh, I'm just interested to see like you might think that he's the 49ers MVP, but maybe the 49ers don't feel that way. Uh, we know how Kyle Shanahan is and, and the way that he always, the 49ers for the last couple of years have always just had that next man up mentality. And honestly, like Kyle Shanahan, I know he's a younger coach, but he has some old school philosophies in him. He's got some Belichick in him. And like he, he moved to Forrest Buckner for what the number 14 pick in the draft a couple of years ago. He, he's not afraid to make a move like that. But I do think like, at the end of the day, both sides should realize, like, okay, like, long term, we're going to be best suited with Debo in San Francisco. But at the end of the day, it's a business. And with the draft coming up, man, like, that's really going to be the deadline for a lot of these big deals to happen. I mean, like I said, when you think about it, Debo Samuel was the workhorse of this this office. He was the engine. I mean, Brandon, you barely got targeted. And he's the wide receiver number two. Just think about that. He barely got targeted at various points throughout – each game, it was hard for him to sustain targets. He was barely targeted. And it's not George Kittle that was taking him targets because he was missing for half of the a regular season, a quarter of the regular season. So where was those targets going to? It sure wasn't going to nobody else. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Debo. I think from the Niners' perspective also, like part of the reason I'd be a little afraid to pay Debo is like the, whether they like it or not, like they're in bed with Kittle for the next three, four years. And as great of a player as he is, like he gets hurt a lot too. And I know like – if you're Debo and you're looking at it from his perspective, it's like, oh, you can't use the fact that you're putting me at running back against me in negotiations. Like, he could think that, for, and he has the right to think that. But the 49ers also have the right to say, like, we could do whatever we want with you, bro. We have your contract rights, and we still have your rights for the next year plus. So I'm curious to see, like, if the, if the 49ers are just not willing to trade them, and there was a report that came out about an hour ago that the belief inside the Jets is that Debo is not getting traded, that the 49ers have no interest in dealing him I'm curious to see, like, if we get to August, if we even get to September, and this guy is still not showing up, like, I just hope he doesn't become the next Le'Veon Bell. Like, I really don't. The Can You Dig It Sports Radio Network is here. Revolutionize the game of media. Be a dig, a dig.